What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show, right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Confessions of a curly mind. <laughs> Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Soul with C.F. Smith. You're listening to the Blue and Green Podcast. And I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com Welcome friends, you're listening to episode 4 of the Blue In Green podcast, thank you so much for checking us out, my name is Imran, uh, these podcast series uh, run in conjunction with the independent online internet radio station uh, called Blue In Green Radio, uh, it's a station that focuses on 21st century soul, jazz, funk, Latin music, and you can find us at our London UK home of blueandgreenradio.com. We have a slew of presenters and shows that come to us from all over the world. So this podcast series is primarily about um, me and you getting to meet these exceptional people who take the time to contribute uh, just no- nothing short of excellence uh, to uh, our tiny radio station. So we uh, fully appreciate their time and want to do everything we can to make sure that you guys know everything about them and what goes into these shows so it's a really exciting process i've loved it episode one took us to denver colorado episode two took us to melbourne australia and uh this is episode four we're now venturing over to the glorious glorious sunshine of san jose california to meet the creator of ride the vibe which is dj ronnie ron she's um uh, just she's exceptional and I, I couldn't be happier that we finally had the time to talk she's been with the station for nearly two years and uh, this is this conversation has been a really really long time coming uh, her support her contribution has meant the, the absolute world to us so uh, having the opportunity to tell her that just it, it meant a lot uh, Ride the Vibe appears on Mondays uh, Monday nights uh, please check the website for replay times and times that would suit that would potentially be more suitable to you wherever in the world you're listening from. So um, as you absolutely won't want to miss it, it's a show that focuses on new soul, focuses on house, and um, it's uh, it's she she makes the show an absolute art form. She really does. Uh, I. I think I, I actually do tell her this in the actual um, in our actual chat, which you're about to hear. But um, I think she genuinely is a master of her craft, and I'm, it's a it's a special thing for me to have been able to say that to her. Uh, she's uh, has no idea how good she is. I don't think, which is which just makes it makes her and her show all the more special and i think if you gave it a shot you guys would love it you should also check out her soundcloud page uh dj ronnie ron r-h-o-n-n-i-e and ron r-h-o-n uh she puts weekly um excuse me mixes up there every month and they're exquisite now the way these shows work we play two songs the first is my pick and then the final song is the selection of our guest we'll get to uh ronda's obviously near the end of this show but for me i'm gonna pick a song right now um this runs in it's sort of in line with what we just talked about in terms of the soundcloud page um a few months ago 
she put up a beautiful um, tribute to uh, the music of Aretha Franklin. It's like just under two hours, an hour 40 minute tribute called A Rose in Spanish Harlem. And it was just a wonderful and really beautiful um, sort of celebration of her music. And it was just beautifully put together. And uh, I really, really would recommend that you guys check that out. Please do. Um, so my selection is going to be a song somewhat in line with that mix. So I'm going to play a song uh, from uh, Studio Rio Presents the Brazil Connection. Now there was, this goes back to the Sony label in 2014, obviously some years before Aretha Franklin passed. Um, the Berman brothers, Frank and Christian Berman, basically went to Brazil and uh, with a bunch of sort of classic American vocal recordings of tracks by Bill Withers and uh, Marvin Gaye, Billie Holiday, Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Nina Simone, uh, Sarah Vaughan, a few others. And the intention was to put a Brazilian and like Bossa Nova twist on these original recordings. So they hooked up with like Marcus Val as well, who's a uh, legendary name in uh, Brazilian music and uh, they have a wonderful tribute to uh, Aretha Franklin's Walk On By which is going to be my selection now sort of it, it I was listening again to uh, Ronda's uh, Aretha tribute and I just thought it would be a nice song to include for the show today I, I love this song and I always love uh, being able to play it for people so uh, after this song we're going to go straight into straight over to San Jose California to meet uh, one of my favorite people in the world uh, Rhonda so uh, thank you for checking us out this is blue in green uh, this is the blue in green podcast episode four uh, we run on the first second and third Mondays of each month so we'd love for you to check us out and just you know geek out musically with us so uh, so Rita Franklin and the Berman Brothers to the stage, please.
I'm pretty good. It's so great to hear your voice. Likewise. <laughs> Although I, I, I knew how you sounded, but. Um, <laughs> well, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to at least be talking to you, that this, that's what's really cool right now. So uh, are, are you well? Has your year got off to a good start so far? Yes. Um, actually, much better. Last weekend, I was under the weather. Um and I don't really know what hit me, but it was for the weekend and I'm feeling much, much better now. So the year is, is now taking off <laughs> much better. It didn't interfere with any holiday time or anything. Well, when you're ill during the holiday, it's not as fun. Yeah. Right? But it was time away from work. And I, I think that's what my body was saying. We're going to shut you down. You're going to get some rest and then recover and then go back out. So that's pretty much how last weekend was, and better last fi- weekend than now. <laughs> it's a very philosophical way of looking at it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, okay. It, it makes it a lot easier, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Do it. yeah, so just to give some context on, okay. on where we are, I'm obviously, I'm in London. It's just gone 11 p.m. on a, on a Saturday on a Saturday night in London. You are uh, at just gone 3 p.m. Is that correct? That is correct. In in San Jose, California. Yes. Right? Is that as luxurious as it sounds? Um, when the sun is out, yes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, San Jose is really <laughs> a wonderful place because there's uh, a melting pot of cultures in this area, so it's really neat. Um, right. I actually live in this area, so during the week, there are a lot of people who commute here for work to be, you know, in the heart of the Silicon Valley. So the traffic is, uh, I myself can't really complain. My commute to and from work isn't bad as compared to, I know, others in this area. But on the weekend, when people go back to their homes, then it's a lot easier to get around. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the sun is oh, out that, right now. So yeah, I'm happy. I was kind of I was wondering actually. Obviously, like it's January. So is is seasonal wise? Do you get really bad winters or? No, no. Uh, we, we get. <laughs> I'll be truthful. We get. We get overcast. We get rain. Uh, we get fog. Those are our seasons, right? right. So. <laughs> Um, I'm not allowed to really, you know, when I try and complain, they're like, no, I don't want to hear it from you. So I just say, okay, fine. That's fine. Have you, you've always lived in California? Yes. Yeah. Wow. We're in um, London now and 
just about an hour ago, they have news reports about um, uh, last year they had this thing called the Beast from the East, which was Arctic like snowstorms that came <laughs> that came, and they're predicting the same again for uh, for the next few weeks. I think so. That will be fun. It's not California, obviously. No, see, see that for me. Um... <laughs> No, it must I, I be can, difficult for anyone that's never had, obviously grown. You've, it's California. You must. This must be completely foreign. Well, you can drive to the snow, so it's not like you know you right. wake up and you're like you know four or five foot into snow and you have snow days and all of that. No, but um, where where I'm located, you know, if you want to drive up to Tahoe or Reno and you know ski or play out in the snow, you have that. I'm not far away from San Francisco, so if I want to go there, I can do that. Go to Santa Cruz, drive down to LA, so or fly because I really would prefer to fly. You have that really. I'm I'm spoiled and appreciative that I have that um, available to me. Yeah, that sounds incredible. Yeah, that sounds blissful. Yeah, to have grown up with that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I I know I'm spoiled, so I won't I won't. <laughs> so okay, so uh, for anyone that's never uh, heard, so obviously I'm talking to DJ Ronnie Ron, aka Ronda, of of Ride the Vibe fame. Uh, for anyone who's never caught an episode, how how would you describe uh, uh, Ride the Vibe? What would you, for lack of a better term, what's the vibe of Ride the Vibe? Uh, that's cute. Um, well, um, yeah, I, 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 that was most of my day coming up with that. <laughs> bravo. Um, <laughs> I, it's house music, um, and that term is like an umbrella of different styles within it. But I cater more to deep house, soulful house, um, and I just want to have fun with the music that I, I uh, put together for our listeners. Um, it's going to be soulful. It's going to be funky. It's going to make you move. That's really what I want to have happen when you press play. And it does. It's a blissful hour. It really is. It's, well, I, I'm, I'm genuinely a fan. I, I think you're... I think your shows and then going back to what you put up on SoundCloud, which is a whole other kind of beast of shows in, in, in itself. I, I think what you do is, is, is incredible. How far, like the SoundCloud stuff, how long have you been doing like your, your own mixes and stuff like that? How far back have, has your work been going? Um, so in addition to the SoundCloud, which I've been posting there for about two years, um, I have my podcast page and that's what I started, um, posting at and I've been in this coming May it will be 10 years which is incredible wow um, that's is that the podomatic page yes yeah right 10 my gosh exactly even I, I had to pause it's it's amazing um and I'm just this is a hobby just so you know I it's it's I'm just doing it for the love because I love the music and I hope that, you know, people check it out and they like it too. So I had been searching for a way to like put music up and, and that's where the podcast page came together. And 
I've been doing it ever since. What was your your introduction to music, or, or sort of was there? What was the the point where music was something that you just you enjoyed, and then you wanted to start making mixes and stuff like that? Oh wow! I grew up listening to my mother's uh, record collection: uh, Stevie Wonder, Minnie Riperton, The Dramatics, Motown, Aretha Franklin, a lot of soul in the house, and Yet when we were out and about, my mom would listen to the radio. So a lot of soft rock, Doobie Brothers, The the Wings, you know, just a mix of stuff. Um, I started wanting to make mixes. Uh, I'd go over to my uncle's house and we'd get music and he, I'm going to really be aging myself. There was a time when you could actually rent CDs, right? And so we would go to the record store and he would rent them. And then we'd go back and we'd listen to them. And he'd decide if he wanted to buy them. And I would make my little cassette mixtapes. <laughs> and, you know, all proud because cassette, you know. And um, Yeah, no, I was the same. I was the same. Yeah, I had the same tapes. My brother was the one who bought the CDs. I burnt, I copied them to tape. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? Because you think, oh, yay. And then <laughs> nowadays people are going to be like, what are you talking about? I know. I <laughs> oh. So you did that from your your uncles? Yeah, yeah, I did. And, um, but that was really before the internet. So when the internet took off, um, I just tried to find a way how I could post my music. Did I want to make a site and have the music stream in the background and, you know, all these kinds of things, but it really wasn't, you know, giving me what I wanted to do until I, you know, came across the podcast page. And, and then I just treat this, these episodes as my mixes. And that, that started really giving me, you know, the opportunity to, to do what I love. So I, I always get really kind of envious when people, like, as you said, you grew up in a, in like a house full of, of like soulful music, you know, cause I, I actually didn't. I remember my mom, when I, when my brother and I were really young, the only two pieces of music I remember her ever playing was Krista Berg and which was just on repeat in the car on a tape and she thankfully had Lionel Richie's back to front album (laughs) and but but that was it like there was nothing else so I had to I fell in love with music in like when I got to university which was like R&B and hip hop. And then I had to go back and then I thought, Oh, all this stuff is sampled. I didn't know that. And then you end up going back. So I wish I could have grown up with it, but I really, I really didn't. So I get very envious when someone like you. Oh no, no. I mean, yes. (laughs) Well, well, for me, that kind of experience for me happened really with rock and roll. Right. Cause I, I'd hear soft rock, but, um, like you and I both have a love for Prince. Um, yes, which I, I was going to get to that. Yeah. That. Okay, I'll put it on hold to let you bring it back. But oh no, no, um, no, well, no, go ahead. Okay. If this, yeah, if you want to, yeah, we can, we can, we can jump in <laughs> to, to, to a little bit of it. Um, at the end of Purple Rain, when he would just go, you know, and, and plays guitar, and I'd be like, oh no, 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 and I'd go back and I'd listen to other songs, right? Yeah. Because I'm like, no, that, that's, that's too much for me. Um, and it really wasn't until later when um, I started taking bass lessons. And oh, wow. my, 
yeah, and this has been a while too. And I'm, I'm uh, speaking of this, but the first song that he had me play, he played for me was the bass climb to this song. And when I heard it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's the instrument. And I want to know how to play that. And it was the bass climb to Hey Joe. And so oh, wow. that was my entry into Jimi Hendrix. And I started, I just bought what I could get my hands on. And I just started to listen to him. And that's really when I had a deeper appreciation for Prince and then even really getting into being open to rock music. Um, and so, you know, I just wanted to give that circle moment for you. It, I had it, you had it. It's when you have the opportunity to listen to music and you open yourself up to um, different styles, different genres, it's, it's amazing how you can yeah. expand expand yeah it's exactly that yeah it's it is it is excellent i i think i well for me again hip-hop was 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 that because right. when you look at everything that everyone sampled and yeah. you know you initially i was well, excuse me i listened to it and thought that these are always original compositions but then you found out so little of it particularly 90s hip-hop was yeah that's and then true. that's what made me go back and then like discover that kind of was my gateway to jazz to be okay. honest when you listen yeah the amount of stuff that was taken from like gangstar and tribe called quest and uh yep. pete rock and then you kind of like oh this is all jazz and that's that was my introduction to that and i never would have thought i'd, I'd get appreciation for jazz at that age but it, it took its time but yeah that's what brought me there oh and that's really cool um like, so my uncle helped out a lot with exposing me to jazz. Um, one of my mother's friends, her son, you know, made me another cassette with jazz. Um, that's where I first heard uh, Stanley Clark and uh, Campo wow. Americano. And that when I heard that song, just sonically, it blew me away. And so, again, I love Tower Records. I could get lost in that store, um, just sampling and looking for music and and just, you know, stacks upon stacks. I used to just collect. That was, you know, one of my major hobbies was collecting music. Um, but yeah, David Sanborn, Joe Sample. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would just get into to that. So, and I grew up with hip hop, so I know what you're talking about. But even though I grew up with all this music, Hip hop, if you sample it right, you don't even know that they're sampling something yeah. until you really yes. get into the nitty gritty of it. And then, it, but luckily, they took from that music so that you could go back to it, right? So I'll give it that. That's a yeah, plus. absolutely. And it's it's a great kind of moment when you you listen to like a mini Ripperton song or something, and you yeah. you'll hear like two bars of like the bridge. And you're like, that's so familiar that, you know, this just yes. this tiny yes. loop. But then you'll find out that, oh, Dilla sampled. He made an entire song <laughs> off of a, off of two seconds, like almost of, of a mini Ripperton song. It blows your mind sometimes. Exactly. What, what, yeah, right. those things that, that, that do pull you back. Yeah, incredible. To add to that is when, especially early hip hop, when there were MCs that would take that beat and then create a story, you know. Yeah be clever with their lyrics and create this, this vision for you to, to, to travel with them over this, the sample. Right. So who yeah, were some so of your, that. your, your favorites? Who were some of your, like the guys that you grew up with and you were particularly drawn to hip hop wise? Oh, hip hop wise. Um, I like tribe. Um, yeah. 
Rakim, uh, Karis One, MC Light, Queen Latifah. Um, I love uh, Dr. Dre because he has the funk. So I'm a funk kid at heart. So anything funk, you're going to catch my attention. So uh, that that draws me in. Um, LL, um, Run DMC, yeah. Beastie Boys. I, I grew up with this. So this is like, geez, I could, you know, be here for a minute just on that. But um, but there was also a different time too, because the, the genre of hip hop was fun. There was so much to the different styles, um, Public Enemy, right? X-Clan, just you know, you had your political, you had your fun, you had, you know, just lots of um, music exposure. And you had to be clever with your lyrics, because if you didn't come up with something unique and new, people knew. Oh, no, you, you just yeah, you on couldn't get by on a, on a chorus. Yeah, absolutely. No. Back then, you couldn't yeah. get by on a, just the chorus, you know, so no, I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. And the fun thing about it back then was they were figuring it out as well. Yes. You know, it was, it was, it was still so early. It was still so young uh, as, as right. a musical genre, but, and they were still discovering it. And that's what made it even more exciting because everyone was sort of in this process together. And that's, I get freaked out about, oh, like, like we said about the tapes and being of a certain age, but I get really, really, that's probably when I enjoyed music the most in terms of like nineties. I loved it. Just watching all this unfold and having people to share it with was just the best. Yes. And back when MTV actually showed music videos. Yes. So, you know. <laughs> you talked about music that you grew up with um, and you mentioned Aretha. And I remember vividly as a wonderful uh, tribute mix of Aretha that you did since uh, her passing on your, your SoundCloud page. You, you were, I can only imagine you were a real fan. Yeah. And I wasn't, that wasn't what was scheduled, you know, cause I, you know, no one anticipated her passing at that time, but when it, when it did happen, I just felt, um, for me, it gave me an opportunity to go back through and really appreciate again, just her creativity, the gifts that she's, you know, given us. And I just hope that, you know, what I put together is is an ode a thank you to her um yeah because it was it was beautiful it was a lovely mix it really was thank you thank you very much um yeah and it's incredible when you go back and you you see the talent because when i was growing up too i for a time there i thought aretha was part of motown because she came up you know right. around that yeah them, right but she's on stacks so when you look at it and you think about it there's this woman that is as big as Motown at that time, right? So much so that you think she's part of this big, you know, musical thing, but this is her driving stacks against Motown. It's amazing. And a beautiful pianist, right? Because, you know, we just, we get caught up in her voice, which is incredible. But then when I went back to listen to like some of the songs where she was actually playing piano and, you know, you're like a deeper appreciation for that as well. So yeah, I, I really ended up, enjoying putting that together and yeah thank you and i hope no you know, no, no well, like thank you really enjoy it yeah 
yeah no it was it's a wonderful piece it was a it was a wonderful tribute um so yeah no and and uh and speaking of another as as we've we've touched upon uh, uh prince there was something that you and i bonded <laughs> over very quickly i think i had my yes. i don't know i i would say my um i put up a list of uh my <laughs> hundred favorite uh prince songs and i put them in order so this is I think initially it was about like February before he passed and okay. it, it got a strong reaction. Some people were like, Hey, good for you for taking the time. And a lot of people were just angry that a door wasn't on the list. And uh, yeah, thank you. That, that's a uh, nice yeah, there way we to go. put that. But <laughs> <laughs> not angry, just shocked. I can't, I'm like, I like, oh, uh, oh, I just, even now I, just I still think I, get that. <laughs> I just don't see it. I just don't. I put like eight songs from Sign of the Times, and I thought, I don't know. They were just those were like eight songs that meant more to me than the door. And I thought I've got to draw the line at some point. Oh, but okay. yeah, I, it got. It was a. It was a. A universal. Um, pe- more people agreed with you, shall we say, than uh, oh. than me. Hey. <laughs> it was yeah. See? Oh, I couldn't argue. If I could do it again, I'd put it as number one, like (laughs) to avoid (laughs) the backlash. The the backlash was that bad. It was really bad. But I think, yeah, people were sort of like, hey, good for you. You did it. But where's a door? And there were some others that um, (laughs) other. Well, it was really bad. Okay. Uh, So I'll I'll say this for you. Um, So, um, to really do Prince justice, we're probably going to have to have like another conversation, right? Because I'd love to. I, yeah, I really, Prince. really would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in talking about your list, I have to give you credit because <laughs> you put yourself out there. Um, yeah. When we, when we talk about Prince, the fact that, you know, he could have released a hundred songs and we could just, and that would be an accomplishment in itself. Right. And you sit there and you put your, your list together, but he has a discography that's so vast. It's like being in a record collection in his discography and you get to go through and of that collection, pick a hundred songs. Then you have to take the time and put them in order, you know, and I, I will admit I tried to do, the hundred and no, that's it's way too much. But I think I remember vividly uh, when you messaged you says my top ten would have, and you listed about twenty songs, and I was like, wait right. a minute, which is which, which is, is ten exactly, and that's why I said I would not do a top ten. I can't because there's, I mean, for Prince, it's 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 hard to say. I don't even have really a favorite album. I you know I I pick Sign of the Times mainly because it has the most tracks, but when I think about Prince, it's just song after song after song after song. So how am I supposed to pick just 10? Uh, yeah, okay. If I was stuck, you know, the only reason I picked Sign of the Times too is if I was stuck on an island and I only had one Prince album, then I would definitely pick Sign of the Times, right? <laughs> but, I mean, but to sit there and say, okay, of this hundred, this is the top 10. 
And of that top 10, this is the number one. I mean, you put it out there. I give it to you. I really do. Yeah, yeah. it was. I, I I did it. And then someone, this would be the last thing I say on Prince, but I, I really oh, would no. love to, to do a Prince show. Um, I think, well, this April, I guess, will be is it the th- it will be the three years so maybe yeah. just before then we could we could do a print special um uh yeah it'd be awesome if we could connect for that um but oh yeah i, totally I, I did that. um i did uh i did the list it went out and then someone said i think on on, on okay player someone uh-huh. said oh i wish someone I w- I w- wouldn't it be great if there was a mix and uh, for two weeks, it was just in my head. And I thought, don't do the mix. Don't do the mix. Don't do the mix. And then I spent another like three weeks doing the mix. And then by the time it was re- <laughs> and then it was, it took, it took ages. And then literally I put it out 24 hours later, the news came out that he passed oh. and it was, it was a heartbreaking thing. But again, we should, we'll do this for another show. But um, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would yeah. absolutely love to connect with you on a Prince episode. Oh, yeah, definitely, because you're going to have to explain why a door's not there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, I mean, it's there, but it's not in your top 10. It's, yeah. 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 I, okay. I won't compute on that. So that one, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, moving on from Prince. Anyway, <clears throat> moving okay, on from yeah, Prince. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's my question for you. Why? And this is I, this is based on us having spoken. Why have why do you not why do you not present? Because you sound you're so knowledgeable on 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 music. Just now, just just from talking to you now, you're clearly passionate about it. Obviously, why why has the notion of ever setting up a microphone and presenting never ever crossed your mind, or has it? <laughs> uh, not until um, the idea of having a conversation with you. Um, in terms of why I've never done it in, with my music, um, I know why DJs talk over mixes. Um, but as a listener, I never liked that. Yeah. You know, I, I'm like, could you just play them? I want to hear the music. Stop talking. So, you know, and then when you're making your mixtape, stop talking so I can start recording. So I wanted the music. Right. And so for me, when I put these mixes together, it's like it's almost like a soundtrack. I just want to hear the music, right? And if I've my job right, then the music should speak for itself. And so that's Wonderful. been yeah. my approach to it. But yeah, I, I can. I'm having fun with you, so this okay. You know, we'll talk about <laughs> something you. offline. But <laughs> you should. I. I. It's. Uh, but it's sort of like doing it in a different avenue. Like, because if you look at like the SoundCloud stuff and I'm not pressuring you, you have to do obviously <laughs> what you're comfortable with, but it's like, right. if you have like, ride the vibe is what it is. And I completely understand, right. like in terms of to introduce talking on that kind of show kind of changes that show, you know, and I fully understand. Yeah. And, but even like from the, and from the, um, the SoundCloud stuff, totally get it because you pick a theme and it's everything about it is intricately composed to and to support that theme you know and i think sometimes you know you you'll title it there'll be an image and then you've got the songs and everything falls into place and you're absolutely right that was actually very well put in terms of if you've done it right you don't need to say anything completely agree and and particularly when it comes to the soundcloud stuff because you do pick a theme and you can tell that 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 our mix is driven by 
uh, by a theme that you've you've put thought into and everything has been positioned to support that completely agree um but in terms of there's obviously i i don't know i just think for yourself there might be room for a third avenue in terms of something to go in maybe a new direction and just to talk because for me the coolest thing in the world is putting a microphone up playing music and just talk it <laughs> yeah i just i like that and uh the knowledge that you have uh, you know it makes for an engaging listen doesn't it i think um it's, this has been engaging with you. So this is the first time I've even thought to do this. So, but I've had so much fun with it. So I'm like, okay. Well, that's excellent. I, I don't know. I just think you'd do awesome at it. But that's, you know, uh, that's has to come with comfort and wanting to do it. So that's true. That that's that's true. I'll uh, I'll take that under advisement, though. So cool. Have, have you mentioned you played you you had bass lessons did you pick up anything else or do you still do you still play or no because i'm really into the the djing um mm. i play bass and percussion um for so what would happen like um my instructor would group us with different students and we would learn you know whatever the student wanted to learn. So that exposed me to like Nirvana and blues and oh, wow. Carlos Santana or playing Tracy Chapman. And, you know, we'd have to get in front of a, a coffee shop because he would take us out. So you would have to perform. Oh, wow. And that was, you know, it's actually freeing when you learn. And he's like, look, if you mess up, it doesn't matter. Just play. Right. Because they don't know you messed up. And, even if they do, they're going to, they'll be lenient about it because you got up to do it. And, and that, that skill was really um, beneficial for me at the time. Um, but when you think about a musician and the song list that they create, um, as a DJ, I get to sample from, from everything. So that for me is what draws me in. And and I think as we talk now, it's probably back to the little mixtape thing that I grew up doing where I got to sample and have a taste of everything and then make something. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. That's yeah, that's that's very cool. And I, I always thought people like DJs who play as well, uh, like instruments, you know, they're gonna be so much more in tune with, you know, what's gonna flow when putting mixes and stuff together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I take um, the flow uh, and I geek out on that. So if, like for house music, I give props to DJs that do scratching and cuts because there's a lot of work and effort to put into that. Um, for me, in house music, it's all about the blends, about how you put something together, right? So like, right. like a, a, a wave, you know, just one wave goes into another wave. And when I've done it right, you won't even know when one song ended and the next song began because it'll just be a continuous flow. And that's really what gets my juices flowing. Um, and a lot of houses is about love and fun. And, you know, every once in a while, I'll, I'll play some disco for you. You know, there's, but that's what gets me going. And I have fun with that. Um, so yeah, that's excellent. And I guess the, um, the, the, the fascination with bass is 
probably what's led you to your song choice that plays us out. Now that's a smooth link. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, I actually, yeah. She's a mentor to me. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, like an actual mentor or like an actual mentor to me. Yeah. You know, Michelle Nadegacello. Uh, yes, I do. That's the coolest um, thing in the world. It is. It is. It's really um, how I went from just discovering her, which was really funny because, you know, we were talking about MTV. I had um, I had come home for lunch and turned on the TV just to pass time. And I see this beautiful black woman playing the bass. Right. And she's not just playing it. She's like controlling it. And I was in right. awe. I was like, oh, my God, you're you. You're my mentor. Because I just, I was just in awe. I was just, you know, amazed. And so at the end of it, you know, they put up the, the artist and I'm like, what? And I go to my collection and she's in my collection already. And I'm, I, get, I get, you know, I get nailed because I didn't read the liner notes. So then, so I, then, you know, she's a basis. So then I go and I start just really listening to her stuff. And then I get to be more in awe because I was listening to this stuff before. But now I'm like, she's the bassist in this, right? And I'm just like floored. So uh, I will share the first time I met her, uh, she was opening for Dave Matthews. And I didn't even stay for Dave Matthews. And I like him, but I just <laughs> wanted to meet her, right? And um, I lucked out because one of the, um, the, the, the security guards let me backstage to meet her after the show. I don't even oh know my God. I'm lucky to do this, right? But I'm so fangirling. I'm like, uh, uh, you're my mentor, <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> and so it's it's hilarious. So, but, you know, going and, and seeing her shows, for me, I was just like fascinated by watching her play. And if I could just get like two or three notes, oh, that's an E. You know, I was so in awe just to oh. get that. <laughs> But she always puts together like great bands to play with her. So if you get a chance, you know, for those out there, if you get a chance to see her, go see her because her band members, you know, I, you know, Alan Cato and Gene Lake, just phenomenal musicians, you know. And so I have met her. Um, I've seen her perform in, in various places too. So it's kind of funny. But um, I picked this song. Yes, uh, because, you know, she's a mentor, but more so this particular selection um, because it's an ode to love and a love of soul music. And I thought that that would just be a perfect tie-in to the show, your love of soul music, right? And so that's why I picked that one. I said, yeah, that'll fit. And while I still have time to tell you, I want to tell you thank you because I was, like I shared with you offline um, or off air, we'll put it that way. Um, I was at a crossroads where I was going to, would I keep posting or not? And our paths crossed and you were like, would you please do this for me? And saying yes to that was a spark for me to get back to just having fun with creating. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. 
No, I well that that means the world that you would say that that honestly does. But um, no, it's it's really it's you. It's all you. I mean, you're you you. The thing about you is that you're you're someone that I would literally describe as a genuine master of their craft. You know, in terms of the way you put your stuff together, it's it's just it screams care. You know, and just the genuine love of what you're doing. And the best thing about you is I don't think you have any idea how good you are, and I love that. And I, you know, the fact that you take the time to contribute to 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 this to our station is just it honestly is it means the world. And I, I, was, I wasn't sure that you would you would want to do this because I, I, you know, I and but I thought there's no way I'm not going to ask you, but I wasn't. Yeah, so I'm thrilled that we're having this conversation as well. This means the world as well. Likewise, I've I've had a blast with this. This is I, I figured something told my gut said I would have fun talking to you. So and I have. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's excellent. Thank yes. you so much, dude. You're the, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much. I'm sorry to invade on your 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 precious weekend. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you very much. I'm glad you had as much fun with this as I did. And, and yeah, have I really a did. Good evening. Sit back, relax, and listen to the A-Track And dig it like an old soul right
kombuchas yeah. Wait To the soulful sounds you Gotta get up, you gotta get down Just sit back and relax. 